I am simply just not as excited for the Super Bowl as I should be. I'm just not as excited. The way that the conference round went down for me just really just threw a damper on the whole thing. It just it just salted it. It, it soured it. It really just all but killed it for me. And that's even considering the fact that my team isn't in it. My team was was out of the dance after the very first song. This is just objective speech here. This is not has nothing to do with my team not being involved. This is simply based on how the conference round went down in both games. I'm just I'm just I'm almost over it. But I'm not over it. I'm still going to watch the game and I'm still going to enjoy it. I hope. What's going on, you guys? This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and thank you for joining me again on Short Yardage. And it's the day before. Uh, Super Bowl is here, uh, and it's the Patriots and the Rams, um, two teams who, as far as I'm concerned, uh, shouldn't be there. I, I don't. I don't want to say the words "don't deserve to be there" because that would imply that um you know they, they they didn't cheat you know i you know we there's a lot of talk about the patriots being cheaters well the patriots didn't cheat um the rams didn't cheat their way to the championship the 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 um uh patriots didn't cheat their way past kansas city um you know and i said before that if if the situation in both those games where the refs came into the fold um if those plays had not happened those games were epic games. Those are great games played by, um, you know, two great teams, you know, in each game. And the winner of that game would have deserved to be there. I mean, there, there was not you, nothing you could have said that, well, what if this wouldn't happen? What if that wouldn't happen as far as gameplay? Um, the winner of that game would have deserved to be there because those those games were hard fought. A lot of points, you know, um, it, it was good football. It was just good football in those games. Um, you know, strength versus strength and, and, you know, teams that had weak spots did what they had to do to, to, you know, to kind of cover those up and, and, and be in the game at the end. The Chiefs defense is horrible, but they did what they had to do to stick, to keep pace with Tom Brady and the Patriots, you know? Um, so, I mean, otherwise great games, but then those calls, the one call for me, you know, in the Saints game again, uh, you know, beating a dead horse, but the pass interference on uh, on Roby Coleman. You know, people say, well, even after the pass interference, they kicked the field goal and they still let the Rams go down. But but, but who cares? Who cares? The game should have been over. Right there. I mean, how many how many chances do you want to give a professional football player, a professional football team? It's their job. To, to go out and do their job. You know, I know that they say that the defense could have stopped them if they really wanted to win, but the the, the it's people people who who sign on for that narrative, they conveniently forget about the fact that the league over the last decade or so has been changed to make offense the key. The league wants more offense in NFL football. That's why the that's why all these rules and everything have been changed the way they are. They want more offense. The offense has the advantage. So 
anytime an offense has the football, it's advantage offense. So you so you can't just sit there and say, oh, well, they still had an opportunity to stop them. Yeah, of course they did. But they shouldn't even have had to do that. The the game is being is being built around, is being is being molded in a fashion so offenses score points more often than they don't. That's what they're trying to do with all this stuff. Rule changes and stuff. So, um, you know, I won't go too deep into it, but miss me with that. Uh, it should be it should have been the Saints going. And after the after two point five calls, the, the third call wasn't quite agree. Well, it wasn't egregious at all, but it's still it's like, man, you don't you don't you don't miss anything. You don't miss anything for the uh, for the other team. If it's the Patriots we're talking about. Um, so, yeah. Just um, it's, it, you know, it, whatever. Moving on, moving on. Uh, the It's going to be the Patriots. It's going to be the Rams. And I don't care who wins. But if I had to pick somebody, I have to pick the Patriots only because the only I really don't have any Patriots hate except for, you know, n- nothing objective anyway. N- nothing, nothing, nothing that I truly can rest on except for I just hate how good Tom Brady is. And uh, I hate how many times the Patriots have won championships um, over the past, you know, so many years. Um, I'm ready to see somebody else do it. And I'm tired of seeing them make it back. I'm tired of I'm tired of all of it. But I don't hate them, per se, even though they beat my Seahawks in the Super Bowl. I don't hate them. The Rams, on the other hand, are a division rival and I want nothing good to happen to them. Some people sign on for the, you know, hey, if we don't make it, then we want our division to be the one that makes it so we have an excuse on why we didn't make it. Like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't sign on. That's not, that's not my outlook on it. But they, well, hey, you know, we didn't make it, but look how good our, defi- our, our division was. That's why the only reason why we didn't make it is because our division was so good. Well, yeah, see, I don't like that. I don't like that. Because the Rams aren't that much better than us. The Rams are only only a couple of feet and a couple of points better than us, proven twice this season. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I want nothing good ever to happen for our rivals. So for me, Rams, Cards, Niners, no love, no matter what, no matter who they're playing, I want them to lose. Don't forget to check out Seattle Sports Union. Find myself and the rest of the team. SeattleSportsUnion.com on the web. At Seattle Sports Union on Facebook. And at Seattle Sports U on Twitter. Uh, check us out for Seattle Sports. Everything from the Mariners to the Mist. And of course, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, a lot of good insight. A lot of good material on there. Uh, video and uh, articles. Uh, check us out. Check us out. Doing big things on Seattle Sports Union. So... Today, uh, we have uh, had, I had an interview, uh, speaking of Seattle Sports Union, uh, I had an interview with um, uh, the, the main man in Seattle Sports Union, Abraham Deweese. Um, I met him uh, four, about four, four years ago now, three, four years ago, and he's the one who introduced me uh, and, and brought me into Seattle Sports Union. And, um, uh, you know, I've been a, been a part of the team ever since. And um, I went ahead and did an interview with Abraham and we talked on uh, the, the state of the Seahawks and how the season wound down for us. 
Uh, and then we touched on uh, the Super Bowl a little bit as, as well. Um, the championship round, certainly we touched on. Um, and we had a good little chat there. So um, we're going to go ahead and, and listen to that interview. It's a longer interview. Um, this will be one of the longer podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, go ahead and check it out. This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and you are listening to Short Yardage. Uh, don't forget to check out check us out on Seattle Sports Union. That's uh, Seattle Sports www.seattlesportsunion.com uh, on the web uh, at Seattle Sports Union on Facebook and at Seattle Sports U uh, on Twitter. Uh, check us out there. Everything from the Mariners to the Mist, um, and of course our beloved Seattle Seahawks. Um, Great, uh, great information, great, uh, great uh, stuff to check out there from all of our uh, contributors there, Seattle Sports Union. So check it out. And speaking of Seattle Sports Union, I have a very special guest on the line with me today. Special more in terms of how the state of Washington might classify him uh, than in uh, how, (laughs) you know, how I feel about him. But uh, special nonetheless, I have uh, Abraham DeWeese on the line here with me, the heart of Seattle Sports Union. How are we doing, Abe? Hey, Robert English. It's great to be on your show. Thank you for letting me join. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I don't know why I haven't thought about doing this uh, sooner. Uh, we <laughs> been a while since we've done, done our live show, um, but uh, trying to figure out ways we can get, you know, get our efforts uh, combined here. So, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is great. Uh, what's, what's the weather like up there in Seattle right now? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not good, Rob. It's not good. Uh, but it's better than the rest of the country. You're just looking at standard, you know, 40 degrees and and uh, drizzle. Same thing uh, that you lived with uh, uh, when you grew up here. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not much better down here. Actually, it's uh, we're oh. we're slated to get um, a downpour for the next like three or four or five days or something like that. So. Um, well, hey, hey, dude, it's better than my buddy in Chicago. We had mercury dip below zero, and uh, I guess the lake Lake Michigan froze. <laughs> really yeah wow yeah so I've, I've been, I, I don't think we can complain that much right you know I, i've been through one chicago winter in my life and um never intend on doing that again ever ever <laughs> unless i absolutely have to <laughs> hey so uh so how about our seahawks this year we um we we were a surprising team uh uh i think that would uh you know pretty much spell it out people were saying um, you know, how Seattle was only going to win four, six games if they're lucky this season. And we ended up, uh, you know, pulling off 10 and, and making the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, we were one and done this year for the first time. We've ever been one and done in the playoffs, at least under the, in the Pete Carroll era. Um, but um, uh, certainly uh, a lot of hope moving forward. What do you think? I think you were talking about me when you said people were speculating a four-win season because that's, that's pretty much what I had. I had, I had five wins. And I had a seven-win ceiling on this particular team. I was one of the naysayers, and it, it some, somehow it clicked. Somehow it all worked. It, it did. It did indeed. And and you know, I, I never I never hesitate to uh, tell you when you're wrong because you usually are. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yes, I, I I do remember hearing you being not so I would say not so confident in what we were going to be able to pull off this year. But either way. Um, a, a great season. Um, and I think, yeah, absolutely. Moving forward with the team, um, I think our defense was surprisingly good. It certainly hasn't been, it certainly isn't the Legion of Boom, uh, but it was surprisingly good. And with the running game apparently being as good as it 
it seemed to be over the last, what, um, uh, 12 weeks of the season, um, I think we're slated to do big things moving forward. Oh, yes. And by the way, the lack of confidence in this team was justified uh, throughout this season. We took a look at what we saw last season, a miserable ground game. Russell Wilson getting his brains beat in because a miserable offensive line couldn't keep up. We lost potential Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers, I'm talking about, Rob, that that took off or we shook them off. It, it was it was there, there was reason to worry, and I was definitely one uh, amongst those within the pack. Um, but you're right; this run game was a lot better than we thought, and I'm going to have to put a lot of that on uh, Mike Solari, the offensive uh, line coach that was brought in from New York. Because this guy changed changed the uh, way we do things because the way we were doing things just wasn't working. And my God, Rob Luker and bringing back Sweezy. That meant a lot, didn't it? Absolutely. Um, you know, with the exception of Fluker's bonehead plays that he makes every every couple of games, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that 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 was that was huge. Um, the offensive line, the, the pass blocking hasn't gotten much better, not much better, but the run blocking, um, you know, is is kind of you know it's kind of a callback to how things were when we had a uh, um, you know we had a beast mode back there. You know, I um, yeah, I've always said you know that you know as good as Marshawn Lynch was. You know, we had a great run blocking offensive line. Our, we had a ter- the, they were terrible pass blocking offensive line. Um, you know, Unger was our was probably our best op, uh, uh, pass blocker. You know, at that point. Um, right. But um, but uh, I mean, we were never a good pass blocking O line. But the run blocking was superb, and that is why Marshawn was able to do the great things that he did. And if you just look at what he did after the fact, you know, after when he went to Oakland, he didn't do very much of anything. Um, you know, so. Uh, and that may have something to do with age and, you know, and wear and tear on the body that could play into it as well. But uh, we ran, we run blocked very well back then and we didn't for a couple of years and now we're doing it again. So I'm definitely happy to see that. Uh, but again, it all has to do with Russell Wilson and without going too deep into that conversation, because I can talk about that forever. Uh, Russell <laughs> what makes it go for sure. <laughs> Russell does make it go. And you and I actually conversed online about this. Uh, there's been a, uh, crusade against him by certain elements that are that are Seahawks fans, which is really weird because like I don't see the same thing for our arch enemies, you know, like 49er fans or Cardinal fans. They they know how good Russell Wilson is, but he's not getting his just due here in Seattle. And uh, you're talking about bonehead plays that Fluker, uh, he's always guaranteed to have one. Russell Wilson will have one bonehead play every game. And I don't know why people call that out when there are 35 amazing plays that he makes, you know, right. it's just, it's just an odd, just odd, odd thing. He let, dude, he led the, he led the NFL, the NFL in touchdowns last year. I mean, you, two Super Bowls, uh, you know, no losing seasons. We've never had a losing season with him. Right. That one season that we missed the playoffs, nine and seven, that was a miserable season for us, nine and seven. Right. And I, I don't know why they want to run him out of town. Uh, you know, on the on the next Greyhound, this is utterly baffling to me. Not even Russell Wilson, not not even just Russell Wilson. I mean, and I, you know, I've I've talked to you about it before. Um, where yeah, I have a, you know, I'm kind of a, on my high horse. I'm kind of a snob when it comes to my Seahawk, you know, fanhood. Uh-huh. Um, oh and, yeah. And I've spoken, you know, uh, a lot about the quality of fan that someone may be. You can be a true fan and a real fan, but it doesn't mean you're a good quality fan. 
And I think we, you can go on the interwebs and see all kinds of talk about how we need to get rid of Russell. We need to get rid of Pete Carroll and John Schneider. I've seen people say that Pete and John were just lucky with the Legion of Boom and they don't really know what they're doing. And, and they talk about the, the Jimmy Graham experience and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? The, 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 keep things in perspective. Even now, you know, we are still right smack dab in the middle of the greatest era of football in this organization's history. Yeah. yeah. You know, how, yeah. how, how soon, how quickly does, um, how quickly does the team owe the fans something? You know what I mean? Like, how quickly right. do they owe you something? Just because they went, we went to two Super Bowls in a row, we won 13 and 12 um, uh, games in, in a season uh, in a row, respectively. And, and now, because we only won 10 games, <laughs> what, they owe you? What, they, what, you want your money back? <laughs> like, like, what's the deal? You know, I just, I just, I hate when I see, you know, fans, you know, these so-called fans that just do not believe in the system. You know, you're going to go up well, and you're going to go down. Yeah, and there also needs to be a... Uh, a challenge to these folks uh, to to give your proof. I mean, the uh, you, you, you know, uh, for example, let me give you Tom Cable. Tom Cable has given me sufficient proof. I've written about it on www.salesportsunion.com uh, and and documented. Okay, well, you know this this is this is where uh, the Seahawks failing for these reasons. I, I I don't get that kind of validation or proof. Uh, and I realize it's fandom, but where is your proof that Russell Wilson doesn't do the job? And to your point, where's the proof that T. Carroll doesn't get the job done? Again, right. nothing but winning seasons, uh, you know, since they've been here, and nothing but contention. I mean, uh, would do, people, do they even remember, Rob? Do they even remember the 1990s? You know, I, exactly. I would walk around in my Michael Sinclair jersey, and people would laugh at me. I was living in Spokane at the time. Uh, you know, it, it, this is coming off of a two-win season. It's like, well, <laughs> yep. you know, that, that it, 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 people are quick to forget. They're just quick to forget. Right, right. Oh no, I was, I was there for the two and fourteen season. Yeah, I was there. I was there for that. <laughs> I was, we, we, my family, we used, we lived in Bremerton, and we would get on the ferry and 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 cross over. Uh, and get off, uh, get off at the ferry terminal there, go downstairs to McDonald's, get some food, and then walk over to the Kingdom just to watch the Seahawks lose every Sunday. That was my life <laughs> as a you know? I, I remember yeah. the, one year we went to the playoffs against, um, uh, I think we made the wild card. I think it was against Miami. Uh, if, I want, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was against Miami, and we lost that game. That was one of the few playoff games. I think, it was my, I think I only saw two playoff games in the Kingdom, maybe three as a child. Um, yeah, there weren't many. That's true. Yeah, there certainly weren't many. And, uh, you know, in, in, in my, in my area, you know, back, back in, you know, back before my time, there was a few, you know, then Seahawks had some, had some, no, no, not really. Their first division championship was 89. Uh, a lot of people forget that, that most of their, uh, appearances in the eighties were, uh, off wildcard appearances. So they always would have been on the road. Uh, so right. yeah, the kingdom did not see a lot of exciting football. football that's, true. that's for sure. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, I, Sorry, I, I think it might have been eighty-eight. Don't oh, quote 88. me. I'm not looking at the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. Definitely. Um. Just yeah. This is a long time coming for for guys like you and me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, we, and we have players. I mean, it's funny. What, what's what's something funny to me is the Seahawks style of football to me seems to have always been the same. To me, if I think back, Seahawks style football has always been 
a run first. You know, we were kind of West Coast offense for a while, but we've always focused on the running game from from, you know, my beginning time was the Kurt Warner. That was the end of his era. And then um, or the end of Kurt Warner's days was when I started, I should say. And then I'm thinking yep. Chris Warren and John L. Williams. And then um, I'm thinking uh, Ricky Waters, you know, and, and um, Amon Green and, you know, Sean Alexander. You know, we've always had a focus on the running game. And that has, con- that has followed suit uh, all the way up to now with, with uh, you know, with Marshawn Lynch, you know, and then now with, um, you know, the, 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 the committee of running backs that we have now, it's, it, it's never really changed. Am I off on that? No, man. I'm going to give a shout out to, I believe it was 90 or 91, Derek Fenner from Tiny Derek Furman Fenner. College who led the NFL in touchdown score. But anyway, uh, the, the, by the way, people, I'm not on the internet. I'm sitting in my car. So <laughs> I'm not just pulled this out of nowhere. This is, these are, these are memories imprinted on me, especially during those really bad years where that's all you could root for was, is Chris Warren going to get a thousand yards this year? You know, can we at least beat the Broncos if nothing else, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, is that what people want? Do they, do they want to get rid of Russell Wilson? only to be stuck with the next Kelly Stoffer, to be stuck with the next McGuire, Dan, yeah, Dan McGuire, the next, uh, uh, who is that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that what you got? Is that what you want, people? Is that what you want? I mean, because that was a wasted number two pick overall. I mean, I don't know what's worse, Aaron Curry or Rick Meyer as a, as a waste of a pick. So oh, maybe... Curry. Yeah. No, I bought, a, I bought an Aaron Curry jersey too. I, I, that, that, <laughs> my, my worst purchase maybe ever in life was an Aaron Curry jersey. I still own it. Terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Yeah. You know, one, one argument though that I have heard with regard to Russell Wilson, you know, staying or going, and, and just to clarify, Russell Wilson is not, should not, cannot go anywhere. But, <laughs> but one fair argument that I have heard is the man is up for contract. Uh, what, at the end of next season. So yeah. he's going to get paid. Not that he hasn't gotten paid already, but he's going to get paid again. And does it make sense to pay this man if you're just going to make him hand the ball off every single time? And, and that's a valid argument. Now, yeah. I, don't kn- I don't know that there's really a, a resolution to that problem because you don't let go of a man like Russell Wilson. But, but to give this guy top money, who has the ability to throw the ball, I mean, let's not let's not let's not be lost on that fact. Russell can throw the football, but just to pay one hundred, yeah, hundred, hundred point nine, or is one hundred one point nine something to that effect is his career, his career quarterback rating. Right. That's number two all time next to Aaron Rodgers. Where are you going to get the next one of those? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, thirty five million, I believe, is what's being quoted. Thirty million, something somewhere in that neighborhood, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I isn't uh, the guy for the Vikings uh, Cousins? Isn't he making thirty right now? Won't Goff get that much? You know, won't uh, this, that, and the other? The next uh, Deshaun Watson, let's say, won't he get that much? I mean, people need to stop thinking in terms of finite uh, pay. Rather, it's a sliding, it's sliding target, mm-hmm. and it, it, yeah, it, it, it's it's the cost of doing business. Unless what you want to do is uh, something that I've been banning about, draft a quarterback in the fifth or sixth round next year, this year, and you know, uh, try to do better than what we've been doing in the past for backups. 
Trayvon Boykin wasn't very good. Uh, uh, Magoo, spelled McGuff, but his <laughs> name is pronounced Magoo. I didn't think much of him, although you know it's kind of it's kind of fun to see him in garbage time. You know, there's everybody's favorite is backup quarterback, but I mean he's not the cannon arm. He's not the quick feet and the quick wit of Russ Wilson. He just isn't. I mean, now Rob, if you want to go get Will Greer out of like let's say West Virginia. Uh, or you want to go get, uh, uh, you know, someone of that ilk who might drop for no freaking reason other than this year's batch quarterbacks aren't that good. Uh, I'm just like, go for it. You know, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, that injury finally hits Russell Wilson and we need to be prepared for that. But, uh, I, I, you know, aside from getting a free agent or a low round draft pick who shows Tom Brady S material. You can't get rid of Russell Wilson. Right. No, no. Preparing for preparing for the, you know, uh, the possibility of an untimely, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, or a very, you know, sad demise of Russell Wilson is one thing. Preparing for his potential exit, uh, whether it be at the end of his career or or, you know, early, you know, that 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 makes perfect sense. But to replace him in his prime, you you got to be kidding me. Right. Like. If anyone who would say that, I'm going to look at you sideways. You know, like you know, there, there's, yeah. there's no, there's, there's no, there's no rational thought in that. None, none whatsoever. Teams that, teams that do that are the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that, that, right. that, <laughs> that's what you end up doing. You keep drafting a quarterback first round every year, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, <laughs> you get lucky sometimes, and, uh, but sometimes you are stupid and end up in the same situation without a quarterback. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I can't think of any team that's been, has such a long streak of bad luck when it comes to quarterbacks and the Browns, I think they pretty much take the cake. So, <laughs> but, um, all right. So yeah, the Seahawks, you know, we love our, we love our Seahawks and we are true twelves, you and I, but the Seahawks are not playing football anymore this season. Um, we do have two teams left to play, uh, and they'll be playing on Sunday afternoon, the New England Patriots and the uh, 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 gritting my teeth when I say it, or the, the Los Angeles Rams are playing <laughs> um, football on Sunday, um, much to my dismay. Uh, what do you think? Uh, well, it sounds like you're uh, not a uh, Los Angeles Rams football fan. I'm having trouble saying that, too, because uh, – uh, St. Louis has been kind of burned in my brain. I know when I was a kid, they were in Anaheim, but uh, I, yeah, change is hard. I'm still, every time I see LAC on the TV, I keep thinking Clippers instead of Chargers. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. I have a hard time rationalizing that one too. Oh yeah. I said um, San Diego no, all year long. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, um, I am not disappointed or annoyed by the Rams being there. I'm disappointed and annoyed that the uh, Patriots are there. <laughs> Um, I find the Rams an exciting team. I find the I have bought into the youth and the vigor and the uh, uh, the personalities on that team. Uh, I am aware, and I'm sure most Rams fans are aware that this is it. I mean, you only have a two year window, three year window back when uh, when these contracts start coming up and people want to get paid. Um, so. Uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I think it's a fun third ride. But I want to ask you, what, where, and how? What is wrong with Gurley? Where is he gone? And why aren't they using him? I mean, they're kind of all the same question. Uh, uh, McVeigh, Sean McVeigh, the head coach, says that he's 100% healthy. 
But what are we looking at the last X amount of games? I mean, uh, they didn't even play him at the end of the year. And I assume that's just to, you know, keep him revved up and warmed up or, you know, uh, healed for the, for the, for the playoff run. But I mean, he didn't do diddly against the, uh, Saints. And all, I know Dallas, he had, he had a lot of yards, he had a hundred yards, but it was CJ Anderson getting all the carries. Yeah. What's going on here? You know, I, that, that is the million dollar question. Um, first of all, whatever, um, uh, Sean McVay says about his health, I just will automatically think it's a lie. Um, because <laughs> I would just tell the truth. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, after the Dallas game where he looked good, you know, he, uh, I mean, both the running backs, I mean, that, first of all, just a side note, after watching that Dallas game, I thought, okay, the Rams are a good football team. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, watching yeah, that yeah, game, that, that was, I think that was probably the most perfectly played, perfectly executed football game that I've seen in a very long time. You have two running backs over 100 yards, your quarterback does not throw any picks. He was super efficient. He didn't throw for a lot of yards. I think, I don't even, would he have one touchdown in that game? But I mean, he was super efficient. He, he game managed. But I mean, that was a perfect game. The defense was in the backfield um, all game long. I mean, the, Zeke didn't do anything. I believe he had like, I think he had like 40 or 50 yards in the day or something like that. Uh, it was, it, I mean, just a perfect game played by the Rams. And I said, if the Rams play like that, nobody's going to beat them. I mean, and you, right. I mean no, it doesn't matter what team it is. Any team that plays a perfect game, you can't beat a team that plays a perfect game. It could be the Cleveland Browns. If they play a perfect game, you're not going to beat them, you know? Um, so that, exactly. that, that, doesn't, that doesn't speak to, uh, you know, the playoffs. And then uh, you took off two, one or two games. And then, uh, you know, against Philly and Chicago, you got utterly shut down by dominant defenses. And I'm, I, if I'm a Rams fan, I am worried that bill check is going to shut down this Rams running game uh, because that, that uh, I'm going to take that Dallas game, Rob, and I'm going to throw that out the window because Dallas is so inept uh, mm-hmm. in their <laughs> coaching style. Uh, I, I'm good. They have a okay defense, but I, but I, I look at the, you know, the, uh, you know, bears and I look at the Eagles and I look at the saints and those are defenses run by, you know, coordinators that know how to, know how to stop the run and when they stop the run against the Rams they're getting the wins and I know Goff had Goff has good games but I think the Patriots are going to try to shut down this run game and make Goff win by himself and I'm not certain uh that's going to go too well I mean that's exactly if what that I happens, would do if that if that happens right yeah no I I I've, I I totally agree if I if I'm the new England, if I'm any coach going against the Rams you throw all your ducks in the basket is fine, you know, on, on stopping the running game, stopping Todd Gurley, stopping whoever it is in the backfield, running the ball for the, uh, for the Rams. And you put the game squarely on the shoulders of, uh, of um, Jared Goff. Uh, because, mm-hmm. because I mean, with the, you know, with the exception of those, you know, those high couple of those high scoring games they had this year, like the chiefs game, you know, I don't, I don't think I've really ever seen Jared Goff really win a game by himself. I've seen him play well. I've seen him play very yeah. well. But I don't know that I've seen him put the game all the way on his shoulders and actually go out there and win a game. And, I, and I'm, I'm anxious to see him actually do that. That's going to tell us really whether or not he is that guy. And, and, and not to take anything away from how good we already know he is. But can he, when the, when the game is forced to force his team to go one-dimensional, can he, be the te- can he be the guy to take them uh, down the field when they're down 10? You know, can can they come back in the fourth quarter down ten and win a football game when 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 it matters most? 
You know, I, I, I want to see that. It's going to be really hard against this Patriots defense. Um, you look at Bilicek again, he's just pulling cornerbacks out of his backside. Uh, I don't know where he gets these guys every year. This year, Gilmore and uh, – who's the other guy? Uh, uh, McCutcheon? No. Uh, anyway, the, Gilmore and the other uh, cornerback, uh, I took a look at them last week. They're, uh, they're, uh, they've only allowed 95 completions between the two of them. Uh, and I think something like 180 targets. So in other words, uh, you know, you're not, you're not getting the ball to your best receivers. In this case, it'd be Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, with any kind of regularity. And that's what, that's the hallmark of Billichek's defense, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no. So I, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, so I'm, I'm not, excited about the op- the chances for the Rams if they can shut down the run. That's a big if, though. And I think C.J. Anderson, uh, uh, you know, I'd I really like to see him not get 25 carries or 20 carries. Okay. I want to see that, you know, I, I want to see, like, uh, Gurley get 20 carries and maybe 10 rece- or 5 receptions, let's just say. Uh, you know, the, the, bulk of the, the bulk of the duty, that is. Right. And conversely, uh, how do you, if you're the Rams, how do you stop the Patriots? Uh, I, I think, you know, just kind of how you break it down with how you stop the Rams, you, you, you stop the running game and put the game on, um, put the game on uh, uh, Jared Goff's shoulders. But with the Patriots, um, I mean, it's sort of like pick your poison because I don't think you really can be confident that you're going to stop either one of the, of the, of the, uh, of the offensive threats, whether it be the passing game or the running game, Sonny Michelle, he's running the ball. What? I mean, I think his average, you know, in the playoffs has been like what, 25, 26, 27 carries a game. Like, and he's getting yeah. 130, 140 yards and he's running the ball. I mean, super high uh, numbers um, in the, in the carries column. Um, and he's, and he's, and he's getting four or five, you know, five and six yards a carry. Um, so if you want to stop that, then you what you want to you want to put the game on Tom Terrific's hands? So that's not going to bode well for you, right? <laughs> yeah. The well, the only okay. So here's here's the problem: the Rams uh, need to not uh, they need to not play stand pack. They need to take a chance and try to figure out what exactly have two game plans, right? Mm-hmm. Have a game plan if the Ram if the if the pay. Patriots uh, try to try to go run heavy, and then have a game plan if they go pass heavy, and and expect that they're going to do both. You know, right. <laughs> it, this is this is like not on any other team. I mean, like if you go into uh, if you go into CenturyLink and you take on the Seahawks, you know what you're getting. You get a full dose of uh, Chris Carson, and then you're getting uh, you know over the top long bombs. Right. I mean that that's what they always do, and that's what they've always done. Um, you know when you when you, uh, yeah, when you go into, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kansas City, you know what you're getting with, uh, with an Andy Reid team. What you're getting with a Bill uh, Belichick team is a team that looks at your defense, finds the weakness. So uh, Josh uh, McDaniel, their coordinator, is really good at this. Find the weakest link and attack, 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 and then have a backup layer plan for when uh, the Rams adjust. And then attack that second week of sleep that you've now exposed because you right. try to overcorrect. And they've done this all the freaking time. They did it to our Seahawks uh, in the Super Bowl. They, 
we we had them on lockdown. We shut them down. We had them, you know, right where we wanted them. And then they found uh, they they found uh, Gronk over the middle, and we just couldn't stop it. And it, right. just, it, was, it was frustrating because they make uh, people. I, I think people think these are adjustments on the fly, uh, on the fly. But I've read some articles; these are not adjustments on the fly. They basically game plan a bunch of different things. And okay, well, that's not working. We're going, uh, you know, or this is working, and they're adjusting. Now we go to we go to this other game plan. Right. Um, you know, mid game, and it, they did it to the freaking Falcons two years ago. It's like a chess game, you know. And and in chess, you have to think you have to think two and three moves ahead of the of your opponent. And you know, Belichick and the Patriots that that, that team is just really good at doing that. I mean, I I, I said in a, a previous podcast that you know you you have to just wave the white flag at this point with the New England Patriots in mind because I think. I, I easily this is probably the weakest you know uh patriot team we've seen in in years and here they are still getting ready to play on sunday you know i mean i yeah i mean yeah. you know how how, <laughs> how is this possible you know what i mean um well I'm, I'm gonna say it was a little bit of a down afc but we say it's the weakest uh patriots team because the 41 year old brady only threw for what four thousand some odd yards and 30 touchdowns and that's <laughs> I'm just a pro bowler on any other team. And, right. uh, and, uh, it's like, Oh, it's the worst Brady we've ever seen, you know? Uh, right. but I'm, but I, I'm going to say this, the Rams have a much more talented, uh, 11 players on defense than, uh, the Patriots have 11 on offense. I mean, uh, their only problem is, uh, and I, I know that the Patriots are going to exploit this, is sometimes Marcus Peters just mentally checks out of games uh, and gets you know blown right past, and that's uh, that they're going to target that. I, I can guarantee you that right. uh, they're not running up the middle with Sonny Michelle. That's that's uh, they're not getting yeah they're not getting past Sue and Donald up the middle for. But what you'll see, what I think they'll, what I think you'll see, uh, is a lot of pass to the back out of the out of the backfield. Right. Uh, get Cordell Patterson who's. He, he pretty. I don't know what he is. Is he a running back or a receiver? I mean, he's kind of like that JD McKissick type guy. Um, and you'll see also uh, them taking shots against Peters, uh, who's overly aggressive. And like I said, he he he's uh, just mentally out of it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you're, cer- you're certainly going to go at him versus going at uh, um, to leave. So um, yeah, and 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 Peters was the one who was basically the you know, the donkey against, um, against the saints, um, earlier in the season. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, and, uh, he also got beat, he got beat against, uh, the chiefs all like, like every other play. It's, mm. it, I, I just remember watching that Monday night football game. I'm like, Peter, you're from UW, you know, come on, <laughs> <laughs> don't be this terrible. Um, Oh, by the way, speaking of UW, uh, Corey Littleton, the middle linebacker for the Rams, uh, he's come on big, you know, uh, sometimes all it takes is like for that player in front of you. So Alec Ogletree, uh, was traded last year. Um, sometimes all it takes is just your opportunity and Corey Littleton's really solidified that, that middle of the, that middle of the defense. Yeah, yeah, no, actually I was reading, uh, or I was listening to, uh, you know, the, the so-called experts, um, on ESPN the other day talking about Corey Littleton. And yeah, 
um, I think he's he's kind of an unsung hero, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, definitely. He's he doesn't have the name another unsung hero, and I'm gonna give this guy a call out because he's from Eastern Washington University, uh, my old school. Uh, Samson Ekibon, uh, the left hand left hand defensive end. He sometimes flips, I guess. Uh, I usually see him on the left when I was uh, when I see him on TV. Um, he's uh, he he he's the guy that got that fumble. Excuse me, he's that guy that got the fumble return against the Chiefs to win the game. And mm. he's been vicious. He's been a monster. He's been locking a lot of stuff, uh, locking a lot of the outside runs uh, and funneling off the middle to Donald and uh, Sue. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to watch him. Uh, the Again, I think I think the big problem that they're going to get is because guys like Ekubam, because guys like Sue are so uh, – aggressive that old defensive line's aggressive we're, we're going to see a lot of uh screenplays and uh you know passes to the back out of the backfield and so our, our guy from UW Corey Littleton is going to need to going to need to stay focused and stay in his stay in his zone uh if the Rams want to want to stop that short passing game all right let me go ahead let me go ahead and veer to the right here um <laughs> we, we, we've talked about the teams that are in the Super Bowl um, and that's all fine and dandy. However, there is a storyline or, or, a, or a, um, you know, there, there's a cloud over this Super Bowl this year. Um, and that cloud being that a lot of people, including myself, are kind of, kind of saying that there should be an asterisk next to both of the conference championship games. Um, and obviously I'm talking about the refs and, you know, you, you go out and you read the, what the what the what the everybody's are saying you know you got some people say that oh yeah you don't if you don't leave yourself in a position to be to be messed over by the refs then you know then you wouldn't have to worry about it but i mean come on starting with the with the rams and the saints um again it's not lost on me okay you if if it comes down to the refs winning or losing your game for you then that i suppose it suggests that you didn't do all you could have done during the first you know, so many minutes of the game, but when a call is missed and when there's a, a, I mean, such an egregious mistake made like that pass interference call on, um, uh, was it Rob, uh, Rob Roby Coleman? Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't think the ball had even gotten past Roby Coleman's shoulder when he blew into, um, uh, the receiver. I can't think of his name right now. Um, I, I mean, it was, it was such an obvious, pass interference, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I struggle to understand. Help me understand. Uh, well, you took my main argument away from me uh, <laughs> because I am one of those that do think you have to uh, keep yourself from being put in a position where one play makes the difference. Um, I, I, I don't, uh, that is one of the most egregious no calls that I've ever seen uh, in my life, but I don't know how you repair it retroactively. And I don't know why we're, you know, so, so focused on, so focused on things like, uh, we got we got to implement this rule. We got to implement that rule. Calm down, everybody. <laughs> when you implement a new rule, that's exactly how we end up in this situation like it is where we are right now. And right. what I'm talking about is referees have way too many rules. They need to keep track of, and we got way too many people uh, trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know, institute uh, a rule for uh, uh, 
not head hunting. What's the what's the foul called? Uh, blow to uh, the head. Yeah, yeah, blow blow to the head. Right. You're trying to legislate that, and you're also trying to see if the guy's holding. You're also trying to see if there's, you know, a face mask. You're trying to see if there's this, that, and the other thing. Somebody's, you know, uh, it's overload right now. The refs are overloaded, and just adding more layers and more rules is not necessarily the fix. I, it's almost like you need to take away some of this stuff. Well, um, I, I hear I hear you on that, and and I'm surprised it's taken us this long to come to a disagreement. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, and what you're saying, I, I don't I, I don't necessarily disagree with. However, my thing is, if you're going to set a run, I get maybe the rest are overloaded. Maybe they've got ten thousand things going on in their head when they're watching this game, you know, and making their calls. I get it. But they are getting paid to do a job, so it's expected to be done done is to their to their best ability. Not saying that they're not. All I'm saying is this: you make they make the rules, and all I want to see. I don't care if you say you're not allowed to sneeze on the field, but just make it consistent on that play. And I'll come back to consistency in a few minutes. But on that play, there could have been two fouls called. So I'm just saying it just it just makes it more egregious. If if you didn't give them. Um, unnecessary roughness when you go helmet to helmet, which is what also per, per what I saw easily could have could have been called helmet to helmet on a defenseless player, which the receiver certainly was when he's looking for the ball. If you if you're not going to give him that, you at least got to give him the pass interference because, because they, they, I, they were both so obvious from by by my by my vantage. What nobody seems to talk about is that entire game. There weren't a lot of fouls called. That crew was not calling, was not calling fouls. I don't know if they're gun shy or I don't know if it's, uh, you know, if it's just playoffs and you're, you're told if you don't know, don't flag it. Um, you know, that, that there's, uh, th- this team, this, this ref team that was put together, uh, was, it, they were awarded this game based off of merit. A lot of people aren't aware of this, but those refs did not necessarily work with each other the entire season. So what you get is maybe, uh, you know, a line judge um, who, you know, scored really, scored really high. And now he's put, uh, you know, from a team that he's worked for 17 weeks in a row, now he's put in with uh, some other all-stars, which is called all-stars, because that's essentially what they are. And now you have a team that's not in sync, possibly. That, sure. That's, you know, that's something that, that they may need to take a look at. Um, but I, I the, people weren't talking about this. There weren't a lot of calls in that game, and I, there were a lot of head scratchers uh, up to that point where they did not call defensive holding or pass interference, and, and that was uh, powder cake. That was that was going to happen. Um, yeah. So if, if you want to call bad officiating, is bad for the entire game, and that gets, and that speaks to your consistency. Um, that in, huh. in the respect that they were too consistent in not calling anything. So basically what you're saying is be careful what you ask for because you might just get it. You might just get it. And then also I, I think uh, you, I, I think you elevate that to the whole, okay, let's now – the big thing that a lot of people have is let's now replay every pass, you know, in the last two minutes to see if there's a pass interference. Uh, and, you know, it's like, well, he's up, pump the brake. We need to think what kind of ramifications, you know, come out of this. When you start instituting more uh, replays, um, you actually you actually will get a lot of consequences, um, and you know, many of which I haven't thought about or can't think of. You know, many of which 
we won't see until it gets implemented, but one big one would be longer games. You know, okay, we're, we want to get the game right, but now we're going to have five-hour games. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and and the and the networks don't want that. The networks don't want that. So we that's why we won't see that because if you remember when they before replay was ever an actual com- topic of conversation, they used to replay all the time. Like I remember, I remember seeing being at the at the kingdom, was seeing the rest standing in the midfield, just looking up at the jumbotron. You know, what I mean, just what, seeing seeing what happened. Um, but and then they, they actually, took, you are right. Sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say you're 100 percent correct. A lot of people don't remember they instituted replay. And then they stopped because it was right. becoming a problem. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they took they took replay away. I think replay was gone for what I, maybe two seasons. It was it wasn't very long. Yeah. Where they took replay well, I completely the out. Testiver- the Vinny Testaverde head bump, head touchdown put it back into play. Right. <laughs> oh, that one against uh, Seattle. Yeah, in, in New York. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, yep. yes. That one. That that if we had won that game, we would have went to the playoffs. And they and they gave Testaverde a touchdown, and he did not. Score a touchdown. I think, yeah, because only his head got in, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and under no means am I saying, like, like, let's not review what caused this. I'm right. saying let's do, let's take a more uh, holistic approach, approach and don't uh, don't just start doing things like uh, uh, targeting. That's what it's called. Don't right. just start instituting targeting and not think about how, uh, you know, your – you're kicking players out of the game, and in this, in, I'm referring to the college game right now, mm-hmm. um, where you're okay. We're doing the right thing. We're we're going to call blows to the head, and we're instantly eject anybody that does it to fix behavior. Well, okay, fine. Now you've got players, you know, that are suspended for games on end, you know, and the quality of the game is much poorer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so for sure. There's those there's those consequences that you just have to think and like. Yeah, just just go through and like it just it bugs me when I see uh, refs added having layers added onto them, uh, and you know it, I, if I were a ref, I probably would have quit to be honest with all, with all the rules. Like now they've defined. Have you seen this? They've defined a catch. You can now trap the ball. Essentially, we used to call it trapping, where you catch the ball, uh, it goes against the ground, but if you roll and demonstrate control. It's now a catch. I'm like in the NFL. Dude, yes, really. I haven't heard that this year. Yeah, huh. yeah. They they've changed it. It's, it's uh, yeah. They're uh, you know, and just the catch in general, Rob. They they change what a catch is, and I'm and right. I never used to ask myself what is a catch. It was just you got two feet or not. Boom, right. done. You know. <laughs> I will, what I will say about the catch is, I mean, I, maybe it's only because it's worked out in Seattle's favor a few times this season, so I was very appreciative <laughs> of it. But um, you know, when you get the ball, two hands, and I mean, it, it's kind of they, they kind of put it back to the old the old football move, you know. But they kind of just, I guess they they kind of defined a football move a little bit better. If you get if you get a third step in. Now, I guess that's a football move. You got to catch no matter what happens afterwards. I think it was um, uh, it was David Moore caught one on the sideline against was it Carolina. And um, and, he, and he got the ball knocked out of his hands right after he caught it. But he had got those three steps in and the ball, you know, went forward. I think we had a bounds. And I, I believe they tried to they, they called it incomplete on the field. And then Pete Carroll challenged it. And we got, and we got that catch. Oh, yeah. But- that's right in the corner of the end zone. Yeah. 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 Um, no, 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 no. The one in the corner of the end zone was, uh, was the one handed one. That one was good. 
but but he oh, caught okay. one. He caught one on the sideline. It might have been the same drive, but he caught one on the sideline uh, before they got into scoring range, um, and it was knocked out of his hands after he had caught it and took a few steps. Um, where the previous season that would have been called an incomplete pass, um, but we got it back, yeah. and and the rest, you know, you know, they they were consistent with the rule change, which I appreciated. Um, but what I was going to get into was in the you, you mentioned reviewing for penalties. I, I don't think that you need to go as far as reviewing um, every play to see if there was a penalty. But what I think would be done if they were to go to this, this route would be to review when a penalty is called. So that this in this in this scenario, this wouldn't have done anything for the game against the Rams and the, no. and the, and the Saints. But if because a penalty, no penalty was called, right, exactly, just kind of like on a scoring play, you 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 review it if it was called a score or if it was called a turnover or if it was, you know, so then you get a chance to review it. So I think what refs are kind of doing now is they're more inclined to raise their hands to to suggest a touchdown, you know, or more inclined to say that it was a turnover. That way you can actually go and review it and get it right. You see what I'm saying? I see. Yeah. But see, that's not good either. (laughs) That's, that's gaming the system. And, you know, if you take a look at, um, let's just say that same play. Why would I throw the flag and, you know, if I have a doubt, why would I throw the flag mm-hmm. and be scrutinized versus, you know, just eating the flag and saying, well, I thought some other ref was looking at that. You know, it, it, it's human nature. And it, it's just, it, it, that's another part. That's another piece that people haven't even thought about is, you know, how does, how does uh, more review uh, affect, you know, uh, uh, behavior on the field? Right. Um, we don't know because you know it's <laughs> it's it hasn't been tried. Uh, maybe you know maybe that's the maybe that's the way you do it. If you try it in preseason, don't just institute sweeping changes. But I mean, I feel like I feel like they've done that in the past, haven't they? Where they tried new rules out or new. Oh yeah, yeah, like the field goal. Thing. They tried they tried the field goal out first, and then uh, the, the the extra point. They tried the extra point rule first in the preseason, and then they they you know took a look at the data and what they felt, and then they then they implemented, I believe, the following season. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they you know they've they've done that. Um, but okay, so you you've sort of you've sort of made me feel better about the Rams and the Saints. Now <laughs> I, I I challenge you, I defy you to make me feel better about the Chiefs and the Patriots. Now there's three call there's three calls in that game. Mm-hmm. There's three calls in that game that I am going to put my finger on here, and I'll start with the least with the least uh, uh, egregious one because this one wasn't egregious at all. This is the D that uh, the uh, D Ford uh, line up in the neutral zone like a big dummy. You line up in the neutral zone, um, and they I think the ball bounces off of Edelman's hands and into the hands of Sorensen. I mean, right. and I'm thinking that game is this game has got to be over, offsides or neutral zone fraction, whatever it was. Um, he was lined up in the neutral zone, uh, so the ball goes back. Now that one, okay, he was certainly wrong in that one. But even you know, there's a there's a there's a narrative about the Patriots, you know, where that they kind of get and, and Tom Brady to be specific that you know the, they get those those Michael Jordan, LeBron James calls, you know, like if you, if, if Jordan yeah. goes to the lane, he's going to get the foul call. If LeBron, LeBron goes, he's going to get that foul call. Um, and, and the Patriots seem to always get that. Um, I've seen where you, you see so many penalties that are missed. Why couldn't that be the one to get missed? <laughs> yeah. But people level that against the Seahawks too, all the time. That's um, true. That we get the lucky bounce. And I'm like, well, where are you? Where were you in 2005? 
Exactly. <laughs> we get all the bad calls. Exactly. Uh, that offside. That offside. He was offside. I did. He, he was, was offside. offside yeah, he was offside. He was playing and said, but I went, I'm thinking, how is this guy who plays football for a living and plays football every day of his life uh, not know how to get set and look whether look down the line and see that his face is directly on the ball? Like, how, how do you not yeah. see that? This, you do this every day, but maybe, you know, maybe he was just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But forget that one. All right. That one he was, no, he was you're, I know. I know what you're going to come at me with. And it's yeah. that, that uh, personal foul, roughing the quarterback, which was more like a pat on the shoulder. Uh, yeah. I, it looked I, like he was saying congratulations. It yeah, exactly. come, where, where's the foul on that? I don't know. That's the one where you fire the fire the ref that called that. That's a Michael Jordan <laughs> call, is it not? Is that not a Michael Jordan LeBron James call? Uh, it was. It was. A, it was definitely. It was definitely a superstar call. And the explanation by the ref, if you want to take it at face value, um, I don't. But uh, was that he was out of position, uh, and it looked like a late hit to the head. But my counter to that is, if you're out of position, don't call it. <laughs> But, exactly right but that's the same argument that happened with uh the saints and the rams on that uh on that no call for pass interference is each one of the refs claimed they were out of position to see that so i don't know i don't know what to tell you rob to make you feel better it seemed like every ref was out of position but these again are all merit uh they're all there based off of merit and they're the best best refs in the game so okay <laughs> okay well I'll tell you what so if the there, best refs in the game are making these mistakes there's that I, there's I, that one no, let, let me give you let me give you the third one then because this one i guarantee you, you got no answer for all right the muffed okay. punt the muffed punt now explain to yeah. me how the muffed punt isn't called correctly he didn't touch it no no but explain to me how it isn't called correctly listen to my question this yeah. is my challenge this whether at this point, at, at the point where we were going back and, and going back and forth about, did he, touch, did he touch it? Did he not touch it? At that point, Abe, it didn't matter anymore whether or not he touched it. You see what I'm saying? It, it didn't matter or no. not whether he touched it or not because, and what I'm saying is the rule. Okay, let, let, let's talk about rules. Whether you like rules or not, the rule oh, yeah, is, yeah. the rule is if, if it's called a fumble on the field, the mm-hmm. replay has to show irrefutable evidence and not a single angle they showed could, could tell you without a shadow of a doubt whether that ball did or did not touch his finger. So with that in mind, the call has to stay as what they called it on the field. Am I wrong or am I right? You're going to hate me. You're wrong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got- I got the irrefutable evidence. I we saw a lot of great angles of that, and I didn't see anything that indicated to me that it touched any of your fingers. And that's a uh, see. That's one where replay didn't answer the question for us. So. No, you, you, that's that's what I'm saying. There, there's no no human naked eye could see because if you get if you zoom that 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 picture in far enough. Yeah. The, yep. the picture is too grainy to really tell. You, you can't, th- that video did not show whether or not it grazed his finger or not, even because it is possible for that ball to touch his hand without dramatically changing direction in the, of its spin. It, that, that, that's a possibility. So you, you, sit, you I, simply cannot tell no, whether it, 
No way. There's no way. Yes, you, you just and believe. Hang on a minute. Wait <laughs> on a minute. Wait a minute here. So let's say, okay, let's just, let's go to a uh, hypothetical land here. Um, you know, we'll get on the hypothetical bus and, and go there together. <clears throat> let's say that what you, uh, what you propose is true. Let's say it is a called a muff front. It's recovered. And then all of a sudden, you got the Patriots fans all pissed off because they didn't get they didn't get the call reversed as they wanted. I mean, you're going to make some people angry no matter what. And I I saw enough on that one where it should have been it should have and it did correctly get overturned. I I, I it's a <laughs> it, it's these close it's, it's that one would have angered the entire the entire East Coast, you know. It would have, it would have angered, it would have angered Bob Kraft, and that's why, that's why they leave the call. The way, that's why they put the call the way they did. That, that's why when you, when you have an owner of consequence like a Bob Kraft or a, or a Jerry Jones or a, a Al Davis, you, you know, you you do things differently. That's what I truly believe because there's no way. I, I'm, I'm, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to disagree to just to agree to disagree on this one. Eh, oh. That, no, 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 no. Absolutely. That, that video did not show irrefutable evidence. That, that, I watched that video multiple times, multiple times. I rewound it and watched it on my DVR, and I never got any clearer to me than it, did, than it was the first time I saw it, whether or not he touched that, his hand touched that ball or not. Dude, they've taken, they've taken away first-round picks from Bob Kraft. They've suspended Brady for games for cheating. He's a known cheater, by the way. Uh, and they, you know, they, they have penalized the Patriots, uh, when they've been able to, you know, they, uh, yes, I, but those, I, I those were for like huge egregious, you know, uh, errors yeah. or, or, or false where there was this literally no explaining and like, there's no way you can explain exactly. your, your way out of certain things. <laughs> so yeah, I get that. But you know, it, it was, it was just so, so subjective here. Like it, it I don't know. I, I'd be happy to watch the, watch the video with you side by side. And when I have you show me where in the video, I would like you to stop the tape at the moment that you see that ball miss his finger. I'm sure that make great viewership for your listeners. <laughs> 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 um, I, I do, I do have to ask you, I do have to ask you a question. Uh, you heard this last week. There is a bookie who stated that, uh, 2005, uh, Super Bowl ref Bill Levy, uh, gambled on that game. Get out of here! No, I did not read that. Yeah, check check it out. Uh, I uh, to sum to sum it up. I know we've gone a little bit long, but just to sum it up, uh, the Bill Levy, the ref who apologized publicly, uh, a bookie says that Bill Levy through other people placed bets to him. Um, my my only thing is, you know. There's no proof, you know, and this is still America. Theoretically, you, you're, you're innocent until proved guilty. But I thought that was utterly fascinating, and uh, you know, gives gives some, uh, you know, gives some uh, fuel to the uh, conspiracy theorists. Wow, that is that is um, interesting and aggravating and angering all all <laughs> in the same in the same feeling because you know when when Levy came out a couple of years ago. <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of years after the game and apologized for the, the outcome of that game, that, that to me was, that made me more angry than it did, than it did satisfy me. You know what I mean? Like after the fact, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, we, we had already, at that point, we'd already grieved, 
we had already gotten, yeah, you know, gotten started, over it. Exactly, started to get over <laughs> it. And then he wanted to bring it up and say, oh, yeah, by the way, um, sorry. Like, what? Like, get out of here with that. You know, like, don't well, even. See, don't... And, that, and that's my thing. You know, maybe maybe I'm personally a little bit jaded whenever somebody complains that their team got screwed. Because, yeah, I've, uh, I saw that in 2005. I get it, you know. But uh, I feel like a lot of people told me in 2005, shut up and get over it. So, <laughs> right. So my empathy for other people has kind of really gone downhill. <laughs> yeah. I hear it. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, it's, it falls less onto empathy for others and more just about my, my sensitivity, you know, when it comes to, and I, I misspoke, not my sensitivity, my sensibility, I'm sorry. Uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the way that they're calling these games. Um, and, and I guess I, I, I guess I am sensitive to it because I, it, 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 it angers me when the consistency isn't there. Um, yeah. and as I said before, you're never going to get me on, on, on the most punt We're we're just going to chalk that one up to yeah. the game. So, <laughs> but all right, <laughs> but hey, Luke, of, go ahead. There are plenty of other miss. There are plenty of other missed calls in that championship and it's not, uh, you know, ASC and NFC and that's not a good look for the NFL. Right. Uh, and I, 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 they have some repairing to do, but I definitely want to tell people pump the brakes. Don't just start adding band-aids onto an actual problem and that problem might be you know are the nfl refs getting too much uh too much more than they can handle right i hear you i hear you all right well in, the, did, go ahead did i tell you the patriots are gonna win i was just gonna get there I, you, see you, ah, jumped, okay. you jumped you jumped ahead of me <laughs> oh sorry sorry Jeez. yeah no so yeah with with that uh what are we what are we thinking how how, how are we calling this game 38 to 35 Patriots. I don't, uh, I don't want that to happen. I personally want uh, the Rams to win 38 nothing and have uh, uh-huh. Samson Ekubam return to fumbles for touchdowns and win, you know, uh, Super Bowl player of the year. But uh, anyway, the, uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm very concerned that the extremely talented Rams defense fails to react properly when needed. Uh, Wade, Wade Phillips is a is a great defensive uh, coordinator, but he's been taken before by by the likes of Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like the I'm just having to pick the lesser of two evils, um, <laughs> and 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 more am I, more than I'm rooting for someone to win is it's, it's more who do I want to lose more, um, and <laughs> and and certainly it's always going to be a division rival so. For me, it's it's all it's it's Rams, Cards, uh, Niners. You know, to to you know to 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 hell with them. You know what I mean? So yeah. no, no matter what, <laughs> if the Rams, Cardinals, or Niners are in the game, they're they're the the, the truest enemy, uh, even if it's the Patriots. Um, so I I have to go. Uh, but with that being said, um, what do I believe? I believe we're going to see a pretty good game through three quarters. Um, but I'm thinking that uh Brady does what Brady does in the fourth quarter. Um the the Patriots are going to put the Rams in a position to start pressing and I think that Goff makes a mistake. I think the game at some point is going to fall on the Goff to to do something and I think he makes a mistake. Um and uh, the the New England defense is going to um come up opportun- opportunistic, uh, make a play yeah. and get put the ball back in Brady's hands. Um, you know, probably with a short field, something like that. And it's going to, it's going to put them behind the eight ball. Um, and maybe the game ultimately ends 
um, uh, on a on a on a turnover. You know, when when you're pressing late to try to go do something, and then he's probably going to throw. So there'll be a fumble or an interception that will ultimately right. end the game. Um, so I'm thinking Brady does it again. As much as I hate to say it, uh, but I I I I don't hate saying that as much as I hate to say, um, you know, congratulations to any Ram fan. So. Um, <laughs> That, that's where I'm going. A little, it does yeah. feel a little gross, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm I'm all salt. I'm all salt. Uh, uh, that's what it, it, that's what it is for me. I'm also I'm salty because of the way the championship round. Because in my opinion, it should be um, Saints Chiefs, and that and you know and, and I, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. It should be Saints Chiefs. Saints Chiefs. If if that inter, uh, pass interference was called, the Saints run the ball two or three more times, run down the clock, kick a field goal, go to the Super Bowl. Now, on the other hand. Uh, so- Go ahead. So I'll say I'll say this because basically what you're what you're saying is neither of these teams deserve it. Uh, you know, based no, off the no, no, no. Let, let me well, let, let me let me let me stop you real quick. Okay. Put put it like <laughs> this, and I've said this to many people since since two weeks ago. Uh, both teams in both games played well enough to win those games. Both of them. If if it weren't for this issue with the calls that ultimately decided a game, I'll say ultimately decided the game. If it weren't for those situations, the team that won would have deserved to win. I, yeah. I'll say that. So if, if you could go back and remove those plays, the, whatever team ended up win that game deserved to win that game because the, both teams fought hard. They were good, close games. And no matter who won, they, that should have been the team that won. But the call, if those calls would happen in the first quarter, different story. But they happened – at the moment, the, 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 you know, the, the moment where it counts the most, that's where the, the I don't know. I get what, now I get what you mean. Um, but what I was going to say is, you know, if the, uh, if the teams don't deserve, deserve to be there, I think of it more as like the fan bases of these two teams don't deserve it. Right. <laughs> oh my God. The Chiefs fan base, what has it been? 40 years since they've been in the Super Bowl. Right. And, you know, uh, the Saints having to, the Saints fans having to go through the whole uh, bounty gate and all that, you know, right, uh, right. nonsense where their team was basically dismantled. I mean, like those, those are fan bases, you know, you screw the players and screw the, you know, uh, uh, organizations and they're all going to get money and they're going to get paid and it's going to be great. Right. Um, but I, I really do feel bad for the Chiefs fan base. It's, it's, it's like the first, good thing that's happened to them in a long, long time. And uh, Saints, maybe not for as big a period, but I mean, Bounty Gate just ruined their reputation and they had sure. nothing to do with the fans, you know. You you are a true humanitarian, Abe. You are looking <laughs> out for the people. You are you are you are a man of the people and I and I commend you for that. But it's but it uh, you know it still doesn't make you right in your opinions that you've opposed me on. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well listen Abraham Dewey, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on and uh, and joining me on the show. Uh, I think we should do this again um, if you feel Definitely. so inclined. Um, once again, uh, check out uh, Abe and myself at Seattle Sports Union and the rest of the team at SeattleSportsUnion.com, uh, at Seattle Sports Union on Facebook, and at Seattle Sports U on uh, Twitter. Did I say that right? Yes, that's right. Uh, very good, very good. Yeah, check us all out again. Uh, all Seattle sports from Mariners to the Mist and definitely the Seahawks, our beloved Seahawks. Uh, check us out for a lot of great content. Um, and uh, Abe, I will bid you adieu. And, um, all right. and uh, you have a good one. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Bye. And there you have it, folks. Uh, 
the unlicensed professional opinions of myself and one Abraham Deweese. Um, take it to the bank. Any everything you heard in there, that's all. That's all information from uh, from from years of experience. Uh, so believe that you heard it there first. <laughs> So that's going to do it for the show. Uh, long show. If you if you stayed on board the entire time, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be checking in after the Super Bowl um, and going into some off-season stuff. And then I'll be uh, posting a little more sparingly until we get some more action from the old shield. But that's it. Thanks again for tuning in. This is Rob English, your SoCal Seahawk, signing out. Go Hawks.